Revelation chapter 19, verse 1. This is where we were last week. After these things, I heard a whisper. Come on, you got an extra hour in bed this morning. Yeah? After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Oh, that wasn't, that was, I don't, hmm. What you reckon? Is that all right? No, it wasn't too good, was it? Let's try again. After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah! So we've started to look at this powerful word, hallelujah. Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. Amen. For true and righteous are his judgments, because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication. What a great passage for a Sunday morning. Fantastic. You can't turn to the last book in the Bible and not sort of be shaken in some way. And he has avenged on her the blood of his servant shed by her. Wow, this is deep stuff, isn't it? Again they said, Hallelujah! Her smoke rises up forever and ever and the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who sat on the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thundering saying, Hallelujah. For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine clothes of the righteous acts of the uh, saints. Then he said to me, write this, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Are you glad you're invited and called to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Perhaps for those of you who don't quite know what that is, that is the time after Jesus comes back and the church of Jesus Christ and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, once and for all are joined for all eternity. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said to me, see that you don't worship me. You don't do that. I'm your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Fantastic passage of scripture that we're going to carry on in this week. And, and if you weren't here last week, I would encourage you to go online today, tomorrow, and watch today because it goes out the week after what happened last week. How many of you know we have got something to celebrate? Yeah. Amen. We got something to shout about. We've got something 
to be glad about. And that's what I'm speaking on at the moment. We have got something to celebrate. Ah, but Pastor Jay, I really don't think I have. Well, I beg to differ. I really think we do. We've got something to celebrate. I loved it earlier on in the worship when Katie just started to flow and and just started to sing about whether things are good, bad, or ugly. We can give praise to our God. Whether things have gone the way you expected or they've gone opposite for the time being, our God is the God of the turnaround and we can praise Him now for what we know is coming. It is always the time to give God the praise and the worship that is due to His name. More than any other people on earth, we have a reason to be excited to praise God. We found out last week that the word praise in the Bible is a verb. It's yada, which means to throw out your hands. It means to punch the air. It means to wave your hands in the air. There's all sorts of other words. There's hilor, which is where we get the word hallelujah, which means to celebrate Yahweh, to rave, to party, to let rip, to let your hair down, to put your wig on, to take your clothes off, put them on, do whatever it is that you want to do to express your praise and your worship and your love and your overflowing thankfulness to our God. It's a celebration of praise. It's not a, it's not a pity party. It's a celebration of praise. So many other words. There's tehillah, which means laudation, to sing a song of praise. Barat, to kneel down. Zamar, to celebrate with a band. Um, There's shabak, which means to make a loud noise. There's nothing about praise which is quiet. And you cannot praise God in your heart. We covered all this last week. We must praise God from our heart, but to praise God, praise is always a doing word. There's always an action involved. There's always an expression, amen. You cannot say, I'm praising God. No, you're not. You're standing thinking. To praise God takes the shout, the clap, the dance, the spin around, the the punch the air, the singing, the shouting, the clapping. That's what to praise our God is all about. We cannot be quiet about this. We cannot be calm about this. Oh, but Pastor Jay, that's just not my personality. Well, I thought when we gave our life to Christ, our personality became subject to the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. See, that's why it's always a sacrifice of praise. It's never a sacrifice of worship. It's a sacrifice of praise because you've got to put something to death to do what the Bible says. You've either got to put to death your insecurity or you've got to put to death your self-consciousness or you've got to put to death that bit of your flesh that you've never really given over to God. See, praise demands something. This is why it's so very easy for a church to just just sort of transgress, wrong word, go, (laughs) divert out of praise and into what we would call worship. It's a lot easier to be quiet before God than it is to stir up your flesh and give Him the praise. Which is why religion will always want to quieten you down. Because the breakthrough is in praise, the response is in worship. Come on, you're getting this this morning. See, praise is so vitally important to our lives. 
And I love this last passage here, or the last couple of chapters of, of the Bible, the whole Bible. I know it's not written in that order, but the way God's put it together, this is the end of the book, guys. This is the end of the book. And four times we hear this word, we find this word that is shouted, hallelujah. To celebrate Yahweh. To express ourselves in praise to our God. Four times and they're they're for very specific reasons why they shout hallelujah. Hallelujah is not really a New Testament word. It's an Old Testament word. You don't find it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. You don't find it through Romans or Corinthians. You don't find it anywhere through the New Testament until you get here. And it's as if the Lord's come back. He's coming back, you know, this little prophetic here. And, and God is showing himself strong. And he's saying, my plan and my purpose cannot be thwarted. My plans and my purposes will come to pass. And now let's enter into this next season, which is for eternity. And it's as if they bring something so powerful out of the Old Testament where there was breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough and the walls came down and the Red Sea was split and and the dead were raised and all sorts of stuff happened and the response so often was hallelujah. And it's as if something happens so explosive in this end part of the book And they bring back this word and it's the only word that can express the victory that is taking place. And it's a celebration of our God. Hallelujah. Celebrate, rave, dance, shout, clap because of our God. Religion will want to quieten you down. But this morning the Holy Spirit wants to stir something in our heart and perhaps restore something in our heart. Perhaps renew something in our heart. Perhaps revive something in our heart. But what he wants to do today is to stir up the celebration of who our God is. For our God is great and he's greatly to be praised. So we're going to go through these four Hallelujahs. For very specific reasons to shout hallelujah. Number one, we celebrate Yahweh. Hallelujah. We celebrate Yahweh for who he is to me. For who he is to me. Verse 1 that we've read, hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. You could say to the Lord, my God. Salvation, glory, honor and power. We've got something to celebrate today because he is the Savior. That is not a theological discussion. That is a personal experience. That we are saved. He's rescued me to the one who's rescued my soul. To the one who's welcomed me home. 
to the one who is Savior of all. I sing forever. We didn't plan that. That was great. I'm glad you sung that this morning. Man alive, I'm getting warm up here. We've hardly started. He's Savior. He's rescued me into abundant life. I remember when I realized that I was saved. See, sometimes we want to apologize and change the words the Bible uses. No, I'm going to stick with them. Because I was saved. Very powerful Greek word, which means to be saved, to be healed, to be delivered, to be set free, to be made whole. It's all in there. But, and that's all great and that's all good. But you know what? When I gave my life to Christ, it was not so he would heal my body. Even though, ah, you, know, you know this place. Sickness is not our portion. Come on, we put our foot on the neck. COVID, back off. Don't have to have it. Thank God for that. Not automatically and we resist it. People get it, we fight it. Amen. But I realized I got saved. That Jesus was my savior. You don't become a Christian because you realize Jesus loves you. That may lead you to Jesus, but you give your life to Christ because you realize he's your savior and he needs to be your Lord. He's my savior and when I, it hit me that he was my savior, it was at the Fairfield Halls in Croydon and gave my life to Christ and I was totally anti-God and I turned up at this service, a bit like this, but it was, it was 39 years ago, 38 years ago, whatever it was, 37 years ago and a different style of service, same Holy Spirit, same gospel. And something happened on the inside by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says, repent and believe and be baptized. Repent. Repent means change. It means turn around 180 degrees. It means, it means to change your mind, to go a different direction. Repent doesn't just mean cry a lot because you feel bad. It means no decisions being made here. I was going that way, now I'm going that way. And that can only happen because the Holy Spirit does a work in your life. But hey, how many of you know he's doing that work in everybody right now? Everybody around the world, the Holy Spirit's working in in some way. Let's pray to God that they hear him. And it hit me so much. I was cut to the heart. That's, the script. That's what happened in Acts 2. Absolutely fell apart couldn't hold it together in the, what I now know to be the presence of God. And it stirred something on the inside which didn't take long to come out as a shout of praise. Because you realize the incredible work that Almighty God has done in your life. That I was lost and now I'm found. I was dead but now I'm alive. I was, I was in darkness. Now I am the light of the world in Christ. Wow. He's my Savior. No wonder there's a shout of hallelujah. 
No wonder there's a celebration of salvation. Heaven forbid that we ever divert or get off track on our, on our priority of seeing people come to Christ. Because the greatest, the first, not the greatest, the first shout of the hallelujah is because he's the saviour of the world. And that means something to me. And I ask you today, does that mean something to you? Does that mean something that, 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 that stirs something, not just a dry response, but a stirred up emotion? It's not about emotionalism, but if this doesn't cut us to the heart and stir something on the inside and cause a river to start flowing and to cause a shout to start coming out and to put a dance in your spring and your step and to put clapping in your hands and a song in your voice. Because he's my saviour. Hallelujah. Because he's the saviour of the world. Glory. What is that about? It's who he is. He stands alone, omnipotent. He deserves all the glory and the honour. What does honour mean? Honour is that he's precious to me. He's precious to me. The word honour in the Bible, one of the most powerful words, and it's something we, we really aspire and believe God, that this place is a place of honour. We don't criticise, we honour. We don't moan and complain, we honour. But the first one we honour is Almighty God. We honour Him. And the word honour means to to treat something as priceless and precious and valuable. For salvation and glory and honor and power. No wonder there's a shout of hallelujah for who he is to me. He's my savior. He stands alone in my life as my Lord and my savior. He's the one that's more precious to me than gold. He's the one who's more than enough for me. Can I hear an amen this morning? For power belongs unto our God. That's the word dunamis. It means dynamite. It means explosion. It means energy. It means generator. It's where the power, the Holy Spirit is not power, but he releases the power. He's a person. He's not an object. Oh, that's the power of God. No, the Holy Spirit is not the power of God. But when he turns up, the power turns up. Can I hear an amen this morning? And power. You see, he's my saviour. He's my Lord, he's precious to me, and he's more than enough for me. He gives me energy, he gives me passion, he gives me life and life in all its fullness. The engine is taken out when you give your life to Christ, a new engine is put in, and that engine, I don't know if it runs on unleaded, electric, hybrid, solar power, nuclear, whatever it's going to be, but it's an engine. The Holy Spirit on the inside, a generator on the inside producing this incredible abundant life that is so powerful in us. You know, the Apostle Paul said this, I struggle, I fight, I battle with this incredible power that works so powerfully on the inside of me. I don't know, have you ever had to struggle with the power? surging through your being that you've just got to shout, you've just got to dance, you've just got to lay hands on somebody, you've just got to give that prophetic word. You see, we've taken our, our submission to God into a place of, of if it's comfortable for me. Hello? 
I struggle with the power, the glory of God, the power of God that works so powerfully in me, the Apostle Paul said. I believe he wants to turn the power up in our lives. I know there was a season in the 80s, the whole prophetic move of God and the apostolic and the prophetic. More Lord, more Lord, more Lord. And I was like a faith guy, still am a faith guy. No, there is no more of God because he's already poured it all out. And that's true. That's That's my stand. You can't get more of God when you're filled with him. But make sure you be being filled. You just keep on getting filled with God, being refreshed by God, being empowered by God. But he still poured it all out. All the fullness of the Godhead lived in the Lord Jesus Christ and he now lives in the believer. Isn't that good news? But there's still an attitude in the heart that says, God, more. Turn it up. Turn it up. Everybody say, turn it up. Come on, turn up the power on the inside of me. God, I want to, I know I've got the faith of God and I don't pray for it and you don't give it. You've given me a seed and I grow it now. But I want that thing to grow. I want the compassion that's already on the inside of me to grow. I want the power of God. No wonder there is a great shout of hallelujah. It's a hallelujah of salvation, of thankfulness, and of faith. It's what it is. This first one is, this is what God means to me. And I'm going to shout even if you tell me to be quiet. I love blind Bartimaeus. Oh, don't you love that guy, Mark chapter 10, I think it is. And, and he was there and he heard that Jesus was going by. So he started to get excited. Jesus! And they said, shut up, be quiet. He's not interested in you. And he said, yeah, but you know what? He can be my healer. He can be my provider right now. He can set me free. This is something that can work in my life, not just religion, not just in a mass meeting, in my life. I've got a need. I need a saviour. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, I'm over here. I'm over here. And they were saying, be quiet. But you know what it said? He cried out all the more. Wow. Oh, I've got to get on to point number two. Or else we're going to have the same problem we had last week. Oh. This is not just a religious or a duty. This is personal. What does Jesus mean to me? Every time you praise God, something happens. I'm going to say that again because I want that to drop like a seed. Every time you praise God, something happens. It's not we've just done something. Something happens. You cannot praise God without a response in the Spirit. There will always be something happening in the Spirit. And each of these four hallelujahs Produce something different. Something different happens depending on why, how, what you're shouting and you're expressing hallelujah. We've said this is a hallelujah of who God is to me and it's because of salvation and thankfulness and faith. But when we shout hallelujah, when we praise God, when we celebrate in his presence in this first way, we are declaring the salvation of 
our God. And when you praise him for your salvation, you know what he does? He releases salvation. He releases abundant life. The Zoe life of Almighty God, the life that is present, whether it's to heal the sick or save the soul or restore the marriage or to, or to cause the business to turn around or to bring a breakthrough in your finances or to bring peace in your mind. When you declare you're my Savior, salvation, the mighty work of the life of the Spirit of God in that Zoe abundant life is released into your circumstances, into your body, into your, into your mind, into your marriage. When you shout the hallelujah, the life of God flows. Something happens. Just a little, I suppose, suggestion in this one. How would I feel when this situation breaks through? Well, that's how we should praise him now. Hello? How would I feel when that person's healed? And we know by stripes we were healed. But when it's happened, they're out of the hospital and we see them and, and, they're, and they're off the medication or, or the operation's been a complete success even though they said it would be 50-50. Whatever it is. And they're out of the situation. You know what? That's great to rejoice then. But come on, we want to shout the hallelujah before we even see it. Because when we shout the hallelujah, it enables that stuff to take place. And there's a breakthrough. Point number two. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Fantastic. Point number two. We celebrate Yahweh, hallelujah, <laughs> Excuse me, because everything will work out for good. Oh, I'm glad that made about three of us so happy. I'm going to read that again. And I just, yeah, come on, guys, let's, let's, let's get this this morning. We celebrate Yahweh because everything will work out for good. Yes, absolutely. From verses 2 to 4, And the true and righteous are his judgments, because he's judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with a fornication. He's avenged on her. Um, the blood of his servant shed by her. And again they said because of that, hallelujah, her smoke rises up forever and ever. Can I just say this? We can shout hallelujah because the enemy has been defeated once and for all by the wrath of our God. It's not often we talk about the wrath of God because people think that God has wrath, sorry, that God has wrath against people. He doesn't have wrath against people. His wrath went on the cross and now his wrath is against the work of the enemy. Can I hear an amen this morning? The Bible says, For true and righteous are his judgments. His judgments are true. How many of you know truth prevails against the enemy? Truth prevails against deception and lies and deceit. And his judgments are righteous. I love that word. I'd love to really get into that this morning, but that just means who we are in Christ. His judgments are righteous, they are right, they are true, and how many of you are glad that you are the righteousness of God this morning? How many of you are glad this morning that God has not treated you as your sins deserved, but he put your sin on Jesus on the cross so we can walk free by giving our lives to Jesus Christ? Where would I be without you, Lord? Where would I be without your love? You know what? When you receive him as Lord, you can have a hallelujah because all things are going to work out together for your good in your life. We can celebrate because sin has been judged. We can celebrate because sin and death 
and disease and poverty and rejection and depression and shame and guilt have been judged and wiped out by the powerful blood of Jesus Christ. Sentenced and defeated. (coughs) The good news today is that all the judgments of God are good. You see, we tend to sort of, oh, we don't talk about judgment because it sounds bad. No, judgment's a brilliant thing. It's a wonderful thing. Because unless something is judged, it can't be set free. And aren't you glad today that you're set free because sin has been judged on the person of Jesus Christ on the cross in spite of me. Not because of me. I didn't deserve any of it. But he did it anyway. You see, this is the... Hallelujah of judgment and of authority. This is God has done something about the mess. God has done something about the problem. We can put that one up there so people can write it on their notes. The hallelujah of judgment and authority. Because God has done something about the problem. And as I've said, when we praise God, something happens. When we praise God, when we shout the hallelujah, we are declaring that the enemy or the curse of the law, sin and death, has all been defeated. Any grateful people in the house today? Wow. Psalm 8. I've got so many verses I'd love to turn to in all of this. But Psalm 8, it says, For praise, it says strength in the Old Testament and says praise when Jesus quoted it. Because how many of you know your praise and your strength go hand in hand? The joy of the Lord is your strength. For praise will silence the enemy, will silence the accusations, the lies of the enemy, and your avenger. When the lies are going on, it's time to shout hallelujah. When the temptation's going on, it's time to shout hallelujah. When the pressure is on, it's time to shout hallelujah. Can I hear an amen this morning? Because our praise and our shout of hallelujah silences the accusations and the lies of the enemy. What's the third one very quickly here? The third one, when we celebrate Yahweh because we worship and we adore Him. See, the first one is, I'm so excited. He's my savior. The second one is, I'm so excited. The enemy's under my feet. But this third one is, God, I'm going to celebrate because I worship and I adore you. Verse 4, and the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and they worshiped God. Oh, no, I don't do the falling down bit, Pastor Jay. Don't do that. Don't do that. It feels uncomfortable. (laughs) Sacrifice of praise. To do something with your physical body. You know what? If you're going to win the race, you've got to buffet your body. If you're going to... If you're going to be healthy, you've got to eat healthy. Now, we can use all of our faith and buy stripes, I was healed, and my body's the temple of the Holy Ghost, but it didn't work if you're stuffing 10 donuts down your face every day. <laughs> Hello? Didn't work. Doesn't work. So if you're going to be fit, I mean, I could get up, rob or 
whoever runs Ben's here, he could, he, these guys like run 50 miles a day or something. <laughs> Not quite. I don't know, a couple of times a week then. Amazing how, f- how I just run. But I figure out, as long as I keep praising God, that's fitness enough for me. <laughs> Amen. Because I praise God harder than most of you guys do the gym. Hello. But this is the hallelujah of the fall down. Of the worship, of the, of the, of the out before God. You prostrate yourself before God. It's the humbling of yourself. Now it's still a shout of hallelujah. How does that work? Well, because to be quiet before God is not because you can't be bothered to be loud. It's because you still yourself on purpose. You see, for some people, to jump and shout is a sacrifice. For other people, to be quiet is a sacrifice. (laughs) And all the men said, I know what you're talking about. No, I, I shouldn't say that, should I? Come on, we're not getting so PC in this church that we depart from having fun. Amen. You know what this word means? It means to kiss. It means to kiss. To worship God means to kiss. It means to fall towards it means oneness, completeness. I don't want to get too, too sort of graphic here this morning, but it's the most intimate expression of a woman and a man. It's a beautiful time of relationship. It's that time that's only reserved for me and God. No one else gets in that space. Hello? No one else gets in that space. You don't get, you don't go after a husband or a wife to fill an emptiness. God fills that space. Then you're in a whole place to share your life with somebody else. But it's that oneness with God. It's that, it's where God and me are one. Now we're one, but when we shout hallelujah, because I worship you God and I'm on my knees, or I'm on my face. We're one. Nothing can separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. It's the hallelujah of of love and of faithfulness. Have Have you ever gone to the airport because someone you haven't seen for a long time is coming home? I've got a friend, close friend, a guy called Bill. He hasn't seen his daughter for a couple of years. And she came back the other day. And there were tears. There was a river of tears and love and overwhelming expression of, oh, you're home. That incredible moment when they come through the door, the door opens and you keep, is that them, is that them, is that them, is that them? And you're thinking, oh, you know, I've been waiting here all of uh, three hours because I didn't want to miss them as they came out. 
And when they come through the door, they run. We've all seen it on the internet. We see a little kid there. We're saying, Daddy. I want to see my dad again. Have you all seen those wonderful things when, you know, people come out of, out of the army, coming back over in America from Iraq or something, and they turn up at their kid's birthday party? Perhaps you've not seen it, and, they, and no one's expecting them. I saw a great one the other day, and it had me in tears. Call me a wuss. I don't care what you think, but I was, I was blessed by it. And there was this lady having a birthday, and she was there with her sisters, and... <clears throat> And they said, let's all get together for a photograph. And there was the cake and there was the wife there and the husband's in Iraq somewhere or wherever he was at the time. And there was the sisters and they sort of took the photograph and they were saying, you know, positioning people she didn't know that her husband had walked up behind her. And, and so they took the photograph and then they showed it round and they gave her the camera and there's her husband there and she had no idea. And she apped the I mean, that cake nearly went flying. She exploded and she turned round and it was such a moment of, uh, he's home. It's that hallelujah. I'm one with my father and nothing can take me out of his hand and nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Death or life or height or depth or angels, or demons, or circumstances, or politics, or racism, or sexism, or whatever else ism. Nothing is going to steal my peace. Nothing is going to steal my joy because I am one with my heavenly Father. No wonder I want to stand and shout, Hallelujah! I love my God. I love my God. When we shout, Hallelujah. We are declaring our undying and total love and adoration and worship of our God and we are filled with Him again. Wow. And number four, let's have the band up. We celebrate Yahweh. That's the great Hallelujah. Let's try it again. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, let's try it again, guys. Hallelujah. Because of who he is to me. Because of the authority and the victory that there is in our God. Because I love him and I adore him. And we are one. But number four, celebration. We celebrate Yahweh. Because our God reigns over all. Over all. Verse 6, and I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude. Now, this one just goes further. This is the one, if you thought we got extreme now, this one absolutely blasted out the water. It says, you know what? It made the earth shake. This was like thunderings. This was like a flood. This was like the sound of many waters and mighty thunderings. One translation says, the earth shook. There was such a shout of hallelujah. And why? Because the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad. Let us rejoice. Let's give him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come. This, in this part of the word of God and in this four, this is the greatest shout of all of them. This is the greatest shout. I don't know if they were just getting going like most of the church. I don't know, sort of, you know, we start hallelujah and then it's like, no, come on, guys. Like, oh, hallelujah. And then it's like, why do we go higher when we get louder? I don't know why it is. Oh, you're deeper. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we start, hallelujah. Then it's like, hallelujah. And then it's like, oh, hallelujah. And it's going, come on, guys, let's take the lid off of this thing. This is the one that shakes the earth. This is the one that sounds like a flood taking place. Why? Because the Lord God omnipotent reigns. And we know we are spending eternity with Jesus. Hallelujah. That our God is the God of all. I love the alls in God. He's all-knowing. Oh, I'm glad you're glad about that one. Okay, let's try another one. He's all-wise. Yeah, that's a good one. What about he's all-loving? Yeah. What about he's all-powerful? And of course, we know he is almighty. He's almighty. What is this one? This is the hallelujah of, om- of all power. tell you what the word means. He's on, he's all powerful. You know where I'm. The hallelujah of all victory. When we shout hallelujah, when we celebrate, something happens. Something happens. You cannot praise God and stay the same. See, some of these things, they change things around us. Some of these things change things in us. Some of these things change things through us. But when you praise God, God inhabits the praises of His people. See, this is why this church was born out of praise. We were born out of praise in 1993 when I was a drummer in a band and then for a long time I led worship. Um, led worship for years in my own church in other people's churches and just just to worship God and you know if they wanted something to explode they said oh we'll get Julian Melfi in (laughs) because he's not gentle and calm and nice you want a breakthrough come on when, when you carry something It's in the DNA of who we are as a church. It's in who we are. I can remember in 1988, God did something just so powerful in the church that I was part of back then. And it was was explosive. And there were songs you would never have heard of them, most of them. But it's, you know, um, um, I walk by faith. I rise up and binding the strong man and all sorts of stuff. It wasn't all warfare, but there was such a revelation and understanding of authority. I was talking to a good friend of mine, Noel. You probably know Noel, the the worship leader. And um, we were having a chat just the other week. And um, he said, you know what? When you started that church, which I won't get into as the first church I pastored, he said something changed in the atmosphere of London. He said, because of the praise that came out of the church. And you have to know what grace you carry. You have to know that because we minister by grace. Some people carry a grace to heal marriages. I don't carry that grace. 
Other people do. Thank God we got people in that in the church who carry that grace. That's not me. If you've got a bad marriage or a troubled marriage or a failed marriage, I'm really not the one to talk to. Okay? Not because I'm not saying I don't know what to say. It's just like it's not the grace that I carry. Are you with me? Now, thank God it's the grace in the church because the church is not just a one thing church. There's grace. There's grace for all sorts of things in the context of a church, but you've got to know your DNA. You've got to know what you carry. You've got to know what it is that God has got upon the life. And we have got a spirit of faith in this place. There is absolutely no doubt. We will believe God to move any mountain and it's going to move. In Jesus' name, can I hear an amen this morning? We've got a grace to have fun in this place. I mean, you'll never meet such a smiley bunch of people. Seriously, you've got to know the DNA you carry. And there's something about praise in Citygate Church. There's something about praise. And this is really important. Because as you grow, it's very easy, easy to lose who you are. Because people say, you know what, I want you to do it the way I want it done. I want this church to be what I want it to be. No, we are who we are. We carry what we carry. There's something about faith here. There's something about abundance here and there's something certainly about praising our God with all our heart and our soul and our strength and shouting the hallelujah to our God. Why? Because it's who we are. And this hallelujah is the hallelujah of victory. This is the shout of hallelujah where we declare Jesus is Lord of all. It's where every knee must and shall bow. It's where His dominion and His authority reigns through into our situations. This is the hallelujah that brings the walls down. This is the hallelujah that opens prison doors. This is the hallelujah that brings the breakthrough. This is the hallelujah which causes chaos and confusion in the enemy's camp. This is the hallelujah that it's not about how I feel, but about who He is. This is the hallelujah, not about what I want, but what I can give. This is the hallelujah for our God reigns over all. The hallelujah of our God. So often the church wants God to break out in power. But I've discovered over many years, God breaks out as we break. Sorry, God breaks through as we break out. God breaks through when we break out. And I'm not saying that we break out so we heal ourselves or we get out of our own prison. No, He's the healer. He's the one who opens prison doors. You know where we need to break out? We need to break out of here. We need to break out of here. We need to break out of here. We need to break out into a place where we are abandoned to our God. Can I hear an amen this morning? Come on, why don't you stand to your feet this morning? Because there is only one response to what I've preached for the last two weeks. And that is we are going to praise God. Amen. And we are going to praise God with all of our heart, our soul, and our strength. What does praise mean? What does praise mean?
Come on, what does come on, what does praise mean? It means to shout. Come on, it means a shout of praise. Some of you are looking at me right now. Come on, what does it mean? It means to jump. Come on, everybody jumping in this house. Come on. The Bible says leap for joy. Come on, let's jump for joy. It means to dance. to spin around. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah. So good. Father God, we thank you for today and thank you God for realigning some stuff. For reviving some stuff. Restoring, renewing. Thank you, Lord, for changing the atmosphere. Changing our home. Changing our relationships. Changing our finances. Changing our health. Because you enthroned the praises. Sit enthroned in the praises of your people. And we bless you today in Jesus' name. And right now with every eye closed and every head bowed. I know we're late, but we cannot close today without the opportunity for people to give their lives to Christ. So right now, if you've never said yes to Jesus, or perhaps you know you need to return to Him, very quickly, we're going to ask you to do one thing. We're all going to pray a prayer together. We don't want to embarrass you, but we want to give you an opportunity right now to give your life to Christ. And if you're here today and you say, yeah, Pastor Jay, I need to receive Jesus, lift your hand in this place right now. Wonderful. Come on, if you need Jesus, lift your hand in this house. Jesus, I need you to come into my life. Make me a brand new person. Come on, last time as I look across, wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody else here today? Come on, let's all pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. You've demonstrated your love by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross to give me life. I receive you, Jesus as my Lord, my Saviour, and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived, apart from you, and by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life. Amen. Come on, one more time. Let's give God some praise. Yeah.